The one place real news, honest conversation, and real talk comes out. You're listening to Tattooed Conservative Show with your host, the Tattooed Conservative. The Tattooed Conservative coming back to you guys with the weekly deplorable radio show, and I've got the one, the only, Maga Holcott. How you doing today, bud? Man, I'm doing fantastic, my brother. How you doing, though? Hey, it's cold out here. What's it like in Cali today, man? Uh, it's, it's 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 Cali. It's it's sunny or, or cloudy with the with the chance of liberals. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's uh it's interesting. Man, that's fun as heck. So uh, I got to ask you, um, you've accomplished so much in a short period of time. Your name is everywhere. How did you get into becoming a conservative activist? Oh, man, it, it was one of those situations, honestly. And first and foremost, thank you very much for that. I, I really appreciate that. Um, it's only by the grace of God, to be honest, you know. Uh, but I only really got into this uh, because I wanted to understand how to combat Trump supporters and, and their message and, and all the things that, that they've been saying over the years and how much they popped up uh, President Trump. And this was in 2018, uh, to end of 2017, beginning of 2018, when I finally wanted to delve into this whole phenomenon of Trump supporters. I never understood it and never seen anything like it. And I was frankly getting tired of it and sick and tired of uh, always hearing all these wonderful, great things about this President Trump. You know, I mean, I personally didn't have anything against the guy until I started listening to mainstream media uh, put out these different narratives that he's, you know, literally Hitler, that he's the worst thing that could possibly happen to the United States of America, that he's going to drag our country down, that he's such a racist, and this and that, yada, yada, so on and so forth. So it finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? Let me do some research, right? So at, at the very least, I can combat these Trump, uh, Trump supporters because I'm getting sick and tired of hearing all the rhetoric about how great of a president he is, right? So um, I started doing my research, and lo and behold, I red-pilled myself just by doing the research of finding out who he was, what he stood for, what his uh, party tenants was, what his, uh, um, uh, you know, the different things he wanted to do for America, America First policies, you know, being a, a, a huge pro-life advocate, you know, uh, doing a lot of things within the black community, different um, uh, uh, bills and, and, and things of this nature that he did for the black community. So that dispels the whole racist myth. So I started looking into his policies, started understanding who he was as a person, who he was as a president, what he stood for. And I was thoroughly impressed. And I see why there was a lot of hype generated around him. And that flipped me from being a leftist to uh, 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 so as someone on the right. And as a result of doing that, I started going to these rallies, these political rallies, and uh, um, showing my support for him, especially, you know, going online. Um, and I got absolutely torn up when I started showing my support for him. Um, everyone came at me, things of this nature, you know, the typical the typical deal, you know, coming out of the, the closet as a, a conservative, you tend to get torn down a peg or two, you know, by uh, um, your peers. So. Um, you know, fast forward a little bit. Um, I, I think it was my third political rally that I ever went to. I went to uh, Huntington Beach, and uh, there was Benny Johnson, TPUSA's own uh, Benny Johnson. 
And uh, he interviewed me. And when he looked at me, he was like, look, I would love to get an interview with you. I said, sure. He said, he just pointed at me and said, MAGA Hulk. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, sure. I'll take it. And ever since then, the name stuck. And the, my interview with him was a, was a, a, a goodie. It was a goodie, you know, and, and it caught, got some traction. And uh, I had another interview that day with Fog City Midge, and that gained some tra- uh, traction as well. Um, actually, uh, President Trump retweeted that interview of me and Fog City uh, Midge. So that definitely gained some traction. So it was a bunch of different uh, interactions that uh, uh, went positively in, in my favor and it was only by the grace of God that it even happened and I'm just grateful for the opportunity I loved and enjoyed the ride and I am just I'm just so thrilled just to be a, a message to uh, uh, or a vessel to be a, a to put out the message of hope that uh, first and foremost black doesn't equal Democrat and secondly that uh, you can uh, have varying uh political views you have different uh ideologies and you're not uh um you're not landlocked into or or, or or mentally locked into a certain way of thinking that you can actually have a mind which is something that the democrat party does not want you to have they don't want you to have a mind they want you to do things as they see fit they want you to do things as they want and you're not supposed to think for yourself so I want to get people to understand that you can have a mind and you can do things on your own. You can go out and do your own research. And um, that's actually been my journey. And I'm just so thankful and I'm so blessed to be an opportunity that I am now. So that's, that's pretty much it right there, brother. Man, you uh, you really took off, and I completely relate to you. I started off in the Democratic Party working for Jesse Jackson Jr. and was unfortunately there the day his office uh, was raided by the feds, and I jumped out of politics for years. But Trump kind of brought me back into the Republican Party myself. You being a Democrat, turning into a Republican, I mean, you've literally taken off to the point where you're influencing young people. You're you're catching the minds and attention of those that we need to target. What are you facing with adversities when it comes to being? shut down on social media or maybe you know hushed up by social media goodness gracious uh it, it's uh it's really frustrating to be honest uh my engagement uh over the years have has even though i'm gaining traction as far as fall uh, as far as followers are concerned and things of this nature I am definitely being shadow banned. I am definitely being censored. I have been shut down and shut up so many times uh, with different posts. Um, and you see it, it's kind of interesting because uh, Snoop Dogg, he had put this post, right? And it was a, it was an interesting montage of different characters, uh, of different people within the, the Republican Party, uh, black characters, you know, uh, black individuals, people like Candace Owens, um, people like um, uh, the late Herman Cain, uh, the Hodge twins, Diamond and Silk, uh, a number of uh, uh, you know black influencers, right? And this was back in I do believe 2019 or 2020, um, and it's it, and it was arranged like the Brady Bunch, right? All like all the different the, all the different faces of the Brady Bunch, how they have it. I remember that. Yes, yes, indeed. And, but this one was called the Coon. Bunch, right 
and at the at, at the very bottom there was a raccoon and the name of the ma- raccoon was named Massa, right? And all these different uh, uh, black uh, influencers on the right, and it had the, on the very bottom it had uh, uh, a raccoon that uh, it was lab- the label was Massa. So I remember I took that same photo that Snoop Dogg had posted on Instagram. And I reposted it to my my account to to uh, express my discontent for such a thing, right? I was given a strike. I was flagged for that, right? But his was allowed to remain up. And I was just like, well, well, well. How, how is this possible that I go against the very ideology that he's spewing out, the very thing that he's spewing out, but yet still I'm deemed and he's not? Right, and I was very, I was very blown away by that. And I noticed that, you know, whenever I post anything uh, controversial, um, if it doesn't have fluffy language, if it doesn't have, uh, if I'm not beating around the bush the entire time, I'm speaking about it, which is usually not my style, anyways. I'm usually given a strike, right? If I speak out against transgenderism, you know, if I speak out against the LGBTQ, um, if I speak out against. Um, uh, uh, you know, well, those are the main two. Those are the main two. The, that you know, the LGBTQ community is a sacred cow of the left, and you're not allowed to speak anything against them. Um, um, it doesn't matter what color you are. You can be a black man. You can still, you still can't speak out against them. You know, they're a protected class. So I've been, I've been facing a lot of struggle when it comes to getting out the conservative message. Um, when it comes to combating certain narratives that are uh, prevailing in the world today, especially in America. And I've been, it's been a very frustrating journey. I, I've been, like I said, I've been shadow banned. Uh, my life, my, my engagement has gone down dramatically. So I know, and I, I've had a, a lot of people come up to me and like, wow, did, I, I didn't even know you were still on Instagram. You know, because I haven't seen your content in months. So I'm just like, oh, here we go. Here we go. So but I'm, I'm glad I'm still able to get any type of engagement. I'm glad I'm still able to get you know, reach some people. And that's what I'm maintaining and I'm holding on to that uh, at least I can still reach somebody. And hopefully that snowball effect will take place, um, at least on social media, uh, that uh, I'll be able to reach certain people and they will be able to reach certain people with their with that information and so on and so forth. And uh, hopefully that'll uh, transpire and, and uh you know, help uh, uh, free different minds uh, within uh, social media space. Hey, I completely uh, agree with you there. And uh, yeah, they tend to shadow ban just about anybody. Talking about shadow banning, we've got a case that you've uh, made some posts on. I've been following you quite a bit. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse. Ooh. The Kyle Rittenhouse case, I got to ask you. I mean, I'm a huge supporter of Kyle. I was in Kenosha the day that that shooting happened. I was Ooh. there for the days following while President Trump had come in. Wow. And I wanted to ask you, you know, you coming out as a leader in the black community, especially a conservative leader, how much black did you get? What's your honest opinion when it comes down to the case? Because it was a very big tool for, you know, the left to use the black community against Kyle mm-hmm. and three white men. <laughs> oh, the, the irony. I mean, first and foremost, the, the Democrat Party is absolutely out and out in at odds with white people, right? They, the Democrat Party has made it very clear that white people are to be second class citizens. 
um, unless they bend the knee and, and bow their head to the Democrat Party, unless they bend the knee and bow their head to uh, minorities, white people are to be shut down and shut up at every daggone turn, right? So it's really interesting to see this class of uh, white people torn down in, in, in such a way where they're told that they're racist, they're inherently racist, that they're terrible people for the color of their skin, that they're, they're absolutely, they're, they're, they're the dregs of society, if you will, and now all of a sudden they're being propped up and promoted as some type of hero in the case of Kyle Rittenhouse, right? A, a young man, a 17-year-old man at that time, who was going out there to serve a, 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 a community, right? To render aid, to uh, render first aid to the people out there that were getting attacked and maliciously uh, uh, torn down and torn up. Um, people that were being physically assaulted, um, uh, businesses that were being torn down. Um, you know, I mean, across the board, 2020 was not a good time for businesses. 2020 was not a good time for white people in general. Um, well, neither is 2021 for that matter, but especially in 2020, you know what I'm saying? That's, I got that, man. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know, so he's a guy, this kid, this kid, mind you, kid, who is doing things that the police wasn't doing, you know, um, and that's why he was out there in the first place. And he was trying to serve, his, uh, serve a community. And he has chased by people who are not trying to give him a handshake, okay? They're not trying to give him a hug, right? These people who were chasing Kyle Rittenhouse meant him harm, right? And it's it's, it's hard to see that this is anything but a, a clear-cut case of self-defense. It's, 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 really, it's really difficult for me to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, he, he was out there, you know, trying to kill people, whatever, whatnot. But the man was running away. The man was running around in every every sense of the matter. He was running away. And he was attacked time and time again. He he fell to the floor the first time. I mean, he had shot uh, uh, Joseph Rosenbaum. Uh, I think think that was the first one. And then he was running away. And then he he got attacked by more uh, uh, bad actors, right, who meant him harm. Uh, Mr. Skateboard Guy and, and Mr. Glock, right? Um, and these people, they're, they're coming at him not to give him hugs and handshakes and pats on the head. They're coming at him to kill him, right? They're coming at him at the very least to make uh, to cause some harm. And let us be daggone clear. These were all white guys. You're damn now, right. Come on now. Oh, <laughs> There were a bunch of white guys who got shot, and Black Lives Matter jumps into the fray the first time ever for white people. Why? Because it fits a particular narrative. I don't know what narrative that is because it doesn't make sense to me, but because the Democrat Party are are a bunch of opportunists, they jump at the notion of trying to get some right-wing quote-unquote extremists, of course. They want to label every one of us on the right. If we wield a weapon, if we defend ourselves, we are extremists of some sort, which is absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, it, it's, it's a clear-cut case of self-defense. Now, you know, uh, me not only being uh, uh, a man with common sense, 
right? But of common decency and uh, a, a supporter of two way and a supporter of self defense, it was so easy to see. I mean, like I said, it's this. Not, take away the fact that I'm two-way take away the fact that I'm other right take away the fact that you know I, I, I believe in self-defense this is just common sense this is just common sense in any other case this would have been a clear-cut case of evil you know self-defense and it would have been thrown out and 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 you know this wouldn't even went to trial right it, it just wouldn't it's like okay here's the video footage okay he's running away okay these people are trying to jump on him okay bada bada boom it, it's done we know what this is, but yep. because of the politicized nature of everything, here we are in 2021. Um, man, going this now man is on trial for his life in the clear cut case of self defense. And Black Lives Matter has politicized this in such a way. The Democrat Party has politicized it in such a way where people from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and uh, um, other political black, bad actors uh, uh, slandering him up and down the media jumped on the bandwagon and called him a, a, a white supremacist, a, a, violent, a violent white supremacist. You know, the Joy Reid, and uh, um, I mean, you go on down the line of, of you know, CNN, MSNBC, of everyone that maligned this kid, maligned, just like they did with Nicholas Sandman, right? They have absolutely maligned this individual um, who's undoubtedly going through a very stressful moment where he just killed people Right, he's a kid, 17 years old, just having to kill people to survive. Right, uh, in a, in a in a situation that uh, should have never happened in the first place. Right, not because of him, but because of the state of of, of politics, because of the state of of uh, the rioting and looting, and him trying to do the right thing for his community. And now he's thrust into a situation where he has to defend himself. I mean, I can only imagine the emotional toll taken on Kyle Rittenhouse himself. But, you know, he had to go through this whole situation. He's vindicated, as he well sh- uh, should have been. And uh, now the left is going absolutely bonkers because of it. And they can't make heads or tail of why this man who killed people in self-defense has gone scot-free. And man, I completely agree. It's unbelievable. Man, that case has been a, it's been a whirlwind and I'm, I'm kind of laughing right now just watching, you know, the Biden administration trying to use as much power as they can to continue to harass the kid and try to find new ways to press charges through the federal government. Right, right. Now I'm trying to press federal charges and, it was, you know, Black Lives Matter is advocating for that. And it's really interesting because it's like, wait a minute, you, 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 you're, you just can't get enough of losing, can you? You just can't get enough of losing. You want to lose so spectacularly that you you know you go, you want to go take this federally. Uh, okay, good luck. Just know that you you guys are going to be sued into oblivion from the top down. I hope Kyle Rittenhouse takes them all to the daggone cleaners. You understand me? I really do. Because they, like I said, they tried to do the same thing with Nicholas Sandman, and obviously they didn't learn their lesson. So I hope that he cleans them out. I hope Nicholas Sandman shares custody of CNN and MSNBC with Kyle Rittenhouse. And great turnout. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring up another topic here, man. And um. You're a great influencer. Like you said, you're being toggled a little bit, but you're still getting some reach. Your name's out there. Um, what are you doing this year? What can we expect from the Mago Hulk, man? 
Oh, wow. Um, well, this year, I mean, I'm trying to do more with my podcast. I'm trying to get more involved in Turning Point USA. That's the uh, 501c3 uh, a nonprofit that I'm uh, in, in association with. I'm going to be going full time with them um, very shortly. And uh, I want to be more influential uh, when it comes to uh, getting the message of the conservative out. You know, I think it's very vital in this day and age when we are are finally gaining some traction. You know, conservatism is finally gaining some traction. For too long, we have been sitting on the side uh, the sidelines, worried about tax cuts and tax breaks. You understand? Um, that's what the the, the, the right wing movement has been for years, for decades. And these old GOP leaders are are, are so ensconced in that. So now that we have you know new blood. Um, the Candace Owens of the world, the, the, the David J. Harris's, the, uh, the even the Hodge twins, you know, they're, uh, you know, people that uh, who've never really stepped into the realm of politics are now stepping up because of the Trump era. And, um, you know, people like you and me, right? People like you and me, I mean, we're out there making a difference. So, you know, now it's it's, it's our time. It's the time of people like us to stand up and stand out and to preach conservative values uh, to a, a world that's seen the craziness of liberal ideology, right? And that's moving far and further and further left. Um, you know, the ALC wing of the uh, of the Democrat Party is pushing everything further and further left. The radicalization of you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, media. The radicalization of of our school systems and school districts and, and uh, uh, educational systems, uh, the, you know, from college all the way down, you know, to elementary and, and, and um, uh, kindergarten. You know, we've seen, we're, we're seeing such a, a radical shift to the left. So it's time for people like you and me and others to stand up and stand out. So I'm going to be doing that as much as I possibly can. I'm going to be traveling to different college campuses and giving speeches there, uh, talking to the young people there, giving them encouragement to stand on the courage of their convictions when it comes to um, conservatism, when it comes to conservative values and precepts that our country was founded upon, right? And I'm, I'm, it's just a matter of educating the minds of these young people and being an inspiration and showing them that you should not ever be scared. You should not ever shy away from the fight when it comes to uh, your your conservative beliefs, when it comes to conservative ideologies. We should never shy away from a fight. We should be out there front and center. We shouldn't be scared. We shouldn't be uh, frightened. We need to have courage in the face of fear. You know, courage is birthed from fear. So we got to stand up and stand out in grand fashion. And the only way I can ever, you know, put out that message is by doing so myself. I need to be strong myself and lead by example so that's what i'll be doing i'll be uh speaking to people i'll be going to college campuses i'll be speaking there i'll be speaking on my podcast i'm gonna be um as, as, I'm, as soon as i'm off this particular job i'm gonna be going to as many uh political rallies as i possibly can um uh, school board meetings things of this nature i'm going to be out there i'm going to be uh, uh on the front lines and i i really um hope to make an impact this upcoming year man that's awesome it's really interesting to hear you're uh, getting in with turning point usa i can remember a day not too long ago i'm an uh, illinois native working in a campaign office when a young charlie kirk walked in and pitched us this idea 
And me and the team I was working with on a statewide campaign kind of looked at the kid and said, you're really smart, but that's not the direction we're going. And almost 10 years later, they taken over the entire political atmosphere when it comes to youth in the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, actually, really interesting. When did you get started with them at the time? Uh, you said, when did I, I get started with them? Yes. Oh, yeah, I got started in, uh, actually, you know, backtracking to when I was talking about Benny Johnson when I met him, um, you know, because we know Benny Johnson is big within Turning Point USA. Um, After that moment of of that interview I had with Benny Johnson in 2020, he invited me to the studio to record a couple of uh, um, uh, 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 kind of like little hit pieces uh, uh, for Turning Point USA, you know, kind of, you know, just touching on the uh, conservatism, different videos about, uh, you know, the American flag, what it means to me, uh, the facts about the Democrat Party, uh, the tearing down of statues. And fortunately, at that time, um, you know, the videos did did pretty well. Um, and they're like, hey, you want to be an ambassador? I said, sure. You know, and I jumped on as an ambassador. And then soon after, they're like, hey, you want to be a contributor? I said, sure. So I jumped on and, uh, you know, I started doing my thing with Turning Point and uh, became more involved. Uh, So this was in 2020 when I really started. And uh, I got more involved in 2021 doing uh, more events, um, being more involved with the events, uh, finally doing some speaking on stage. And, uh, um, you know, they finally said, hey, you know what? We want you on full time. I said, yes. Indeed. So, like I said, I'm I'm on the, I'm currently uh, doing private security right now. Um, so as soon as I'm done with this job, I'll be jumping full time with Turning Point USA and uh, you know uh, going on full attack mode when it comes to the left of left wing media, the Democrat Party, uh, leftism in general. I'll be attacking the culture. You know, so it's it's been a nice, interesting journey from 2020. My origin, my origins were in 2020 um, uh, when I first met Benny Johnson. Man, that is phenomenal. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I really appreciate having you. And where can my viewers find you at to find more out about the Maga Hulk? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And first and foremost, again, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Tattoo Conservative. You're freaking phenomenal, man. I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, the, the listeners can find more of me on uh, Real, at Real Maga Hulk. Okay. Real Maga Hulk at, uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter as Real Maga Hulk. You can find me at uh, uh, Instagram as Real Maga Hulk. That's where I'm more uh, involved with Instagram. Uh, you can also find me at TikTok at Real Maga Hulk. Um, also, I, um, you can find me at Turning Point USA, uh, TurningPointUSA.com, as well as Turning Point USA on YouTube. Um, they can also find me at uh, Real Talk Period Productions on YouTube. I'm gonna I'm fire that uh, my my personal YouTube channel up again and uh, get more involved in that and uh, dropping more videos and things of this nature. So um, I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to get all over. I'm trying to get all over. So they can find me uh, all the all those different places. Hey, God bless you, man. And I'm gonna catch your ear here if you don't mind for a second after the show. But I want to thank you for coming on. Really glad to have you.